The following is a fourth hand production. 
Like you could do like the hook shots and shit. Like that's how nerdy yeah. you were. Like I still bowled straight. You know, <laughs> although like last last probably like twenty times I've gone bowling with like friends and stuff as an adult, I've tried right. to keep doing that hook shot, which I'm, I've pretty much got it down. I just don't have a hook ball, so I just have to find oh, yeah. a ball that like I can do that with, and I can do those fancy hook shots where it just comes back. What's around funny like, is yeah. I'm not even into bowling, and I still have three bowling balls. Like I, I and two of them I just bought in this last year, and I'm and I'm not even <laughs> into it anymore. But I still. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. I remember um, um, also one summer. Sorry if I cut you off. No, you're good. <clears throat> one summer, uh, my, as listeners know, I used to go to my dad's for the summers up in Illinois. And right. up there, I got three Jacksonville, Illinois. Jacksonville, Illinois. Sorry. That's right. And my brother-in-law is the mayor. <laughs> oh, shit. So I got, I got pull and clout in Jacksonville, Illinois. You don't mess wow. with me or my family in Jacksonville, Illinois. <laughs> Damn, Skippy. I've been to Jacksonville, Illinois. I've been to your father's old house. Yeah. Anyway, so my stepsisters, they were big into like 4-H and stuff because that was like a thing they did up there. And uh, so one summer I was like, well, I wanted it because they always had stuff they entered into like state fairs and contests and competitions. Right, like and hogs and stuff? <laughs> that is a good <laughs> It's an example of things you can do, but that's not what oh, they did. Okay. <laughs> but yes, when you think of 4-H, typically one would think hogs and things like that. <laughs> but no, my sisters didn't enter any hogs. <laughs> they did like girly stuff, like they would do sewing and like they always made some sort of outfit that they had to like, uh, they did an actual fashion show where they had to put it on and wow. like walk around and get judged and... <clears throat> Uh, or they would bake something and put enter that into something, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so I entered a competition to build a birdhouse out of, like, popsicle sticks. I don't remember if that was the competition or that's just what I did for the competition. So right. I entered a bird, which was pretty good, I think. Um, I have a picture of it somewhere. And uh, <clears throat> I won, like, <laughs> a green ribbon which was something like seventh place or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> Basically, I got a uh, participation trophy. <laughs> That's I've, I have, I still have quite a few bowling trophies. I have them tucked yeah. away in a box. Um, <clears throat> That's I'm, cool. I've got a lot of, you know, I was, like I said, I was pretty nerdy about it. So I've got a lot of them, but I think it's the only thing I ever had a trophy in was bowling. Yeah. I think. I feel like there's something else, but did we ever win anything for like course or drama? Well, we came in second place uh, for doing who's on first, but we didn't win a trophy for that. We, we won a, a ribbon. trophy, though. Um, we we both lettered in chorus and drama. Well, yeah, that's kind of a trophy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think we got something like that for like winning chorus something or other, but I don't no, know. those were um, ribbons and stuff. They weren't. Hmm. Um, I don't know. You didn't get a trophy for for swimming. <laughs> Like no. fancy a speedo or anything? No. <laughs> like get to wear the golden speedo. <laughs> there you go. I almost yeah. wrestled. I think I told that story. Yeah. But, nope. <laughs> okay. Well, unless you have anything else, uh, no. I'm feeling kind of tired, so we'll take our first break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So we will take our first break, and when we come back, we're mm. going to dive right into this. Get it? Oh, swimming. Dive. dive. Swimming. Uh, dive. Uh, I'm going to earn the golden speedo. <laughs> Okay, we will be back. <laughs> I was going to say a joke, something about... 
because you're like, I almost wrestled, <laughs> but I didn't. I was like, I was building a scenario in my head, like you were in an alleyway, and the guy was like, "Come on, give me all your money," and you're like, "Okay." I thought you were gonna go a different route, like, "Oh, that time you went camping at Boy Scouts." So, but we can't say the things that we normally say on our podcast. That is correct. So I couldn't say something like. Beep. And like I, de- I definitely couldn't say beep, 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 and uh, beep, beep. I am not doing this bit. <laughs> <laughs> too late. He's too deep in. Anyway, this is Alex Austin from Rona Geek Official Podcast. And in a room with me today, I have... Plebeian Pirate Adam. And? And just Rob. And just Rob. And we are here to advertise Rona Geek Official Podcast. We are a geek news and comedy podcast direct out of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So if you want some Canadian flavor on your geek comedy news, make sure to give us a listen each week for gaming, movies, and TV. We'll give you some reviews. We'll give you some spoilers and we'll give you probably a lot of other stuff you didn't ask for so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so join us wherever you find your podcast and we look forward to having you listen to us yay And we are back. Oh, okay. Thank God. thank God. Yeah, right? That was a good break, though. We have The Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. season two, episode 21, entitled The Winner. Let's dive right into this. It first aired February 26, 1971. Hmm. It was written by Elroy Schwartz, which I'm not sure if that's it's his brother. Um, it's a what? It's Sherwood's brother. Oh, it's okay. And it was directed. By Robert yeah. Reed. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. And no I double checked on IMDb and it's the Robert Reed. It's not like it was just the same name. Yeah. Like it's actually Robert Reed. He's like, really? Fine. Fine. You want to direct an episode? <laughs> you fucking direct an episode. I will direct an episode. This had more scenes in it than I think any other episode. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe how many separate scenes. They must have set up lighting and everything for scenes like for like a week. Like, I don't know. It just seems like this had a lot more just for little tiny little scenes. Anyways. Gotcha. Okay. Facts about the episode. Um, the Brady's telephone number was seven, six, two Oh seven, nine, nine mentioned by Eve Plum on Jan Brady as Jan Brady while speaking to a telephone operator just to have the telephone ring I remember so that, that she could pretend to speak to imaginary boyfriend. George, Glass. George Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby also gave the phone number. But it was five 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 six one six one, and the one with Joe Namath, which I don't think we've gotten to that one yet. No, we didn't get to. It. When he tried leaving a message for Joe to call him back, five 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 six one six one was also dialed by Bobby in this episode when he called the TV station. <laughs> so, called his own house. I think five 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 six one six one. Like I think wasn't that the cliche number for every TV show? Like for the for the longest all through the eighties, every time they said a TV show, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, telephone number is five 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 six one six one. I don't know, but do you remember the episode in season one? You did it with me. It was one where they had the the babysat, where yeah. Greg and Marsha babysat, and then they were at the right. restaurant and they kept calling, and yeah. you could see them dial, and it was like. 
one one two one 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 one. It was yeah, like exactly, the laziest yeah. phone number ever. Like just dial any numbers, you know. It's like, and then Mike just one one. Like he must have been really pissed off. It's <laughs> sure with it that day or something. I'll in this one, <laughs> in this one, you can hear the the rotary phone. You can tell Bobby's really dialing five 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 six one six one. You can tell by how long the phone's taking. Uh, but something yeah. else in Bobby's baseball dream, we see mm-hmm. footage of. Jim Lefebvre, <laughs> I guess, his second inning home run off of Dave McNally from game one of the 1966 World Series. I thought so. I thought I recognized that. I thought so, I too. Like, I was like, that's, is that Dave yeah. McNally? And I even asked Tax, is that Dave McNally? And Tax like, I'm, you know what, it is. It is. And I was like, I want to say yeah. it was game one, but it might have been game three. But and I, I was guess like, was well, that, that also looks like Jim Lefebvre. Attack was like, well, wait a minute, is it number five? I'm like, it is number five, and he's like, that you know, that is him. <laughs> also, Alice won first yeah. place in a modern dance contest at Westdale High School, which is the same high school that Greg would eventually attend. Oh, well, Greg, so that's kind of interesting too. Greg, oh, Greg's still in middle school. No, he's right, in high he school is, yeah. now. He's in high school. So remember, <laughs> he's a high school boy. He's a man. No, I thought he was middle school. That. No, he's a high school man now. He needs his own room, and and he goes and he uh, hits on that teacher, whatever, <laughs> sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's the school hmm. name of the school. I don't know. I, mean, I never learned it. So, hmm. Okay. So, okay. are you ready to get into this? Let's do it. Okay. Scene one. We fade in. We open to see Greg and Peter in the midst of a lively game of basketball. Peter shoots and misses. Greg gets the rebound and goes for a layup. When Peter catches the ball, he tries to pass it to Cindy, who doesn't even try to catch it. Mm. Instead, she's holding something that looks like a giant jack, like from the game jacks. Mm -hmm. She enthusiastically runs up to the boys, shows it to them, and then runs to the house and in the sliding door, only stopping to jump with excitement. She then runs up to Alice, who looks like she's cleaning the ceiling uh, or maybe the top of the curtains. <laughs> the curtains, I think. <laughs> yeah. She tugs on the, on Alice's skirt and excitedly shows her the giant jack. Alice nods with excitement as she points to where the rest of the people are in the house. Scene two. Just Let's just keep going. We now see Alice at the bottom of the stairs looking up at them. Cindy runs down carrying her jack as the rest of the girls follow her down the stairs. As she gets to the bottom, Mike enters the room from his den. Eventually, everyone is in the room. Cindy then shows everyone her jack. When she shows Mike and Carol, Mike immediately recognizes it as a trophy. He praises her, saying, That's some trophy. Marcia takes it, asking how she won it. Cindy smiles and says, I jacked off all the boys in the playground. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, she didn't. She said, for being the best Jacks player ever at the playground. Bobby, watching from the stairs, just rolls his eyes as everyone continues to praise Cindy. Even Greg and Peter seem to genuinely praise her. Bobby looks defeated as he begins to climb up the stairs. Hmm. As he goes up to you, hear Peter go, hey, Bobby, where are you going? That so sounded like it was done in post. I had thought that sounded like Bobby saying it. <laughs> to me, it sounded like, like Bobby's voice. I was like, why is Bobby asking himself that? But that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> hmm. um, also, 
also um you know why can't bobby be proud man like because he's a little I mean, asshole he is like he immediately goes to it's not mine right <laughs> like really <laughs> well in my trophy i'm gonna go to my room and pout right okay <laughs> exactly he's just kind of a dick you know? like, mm-hmm. sorry but scene three we are now in the boys room bobby enters and slowly crosses to the wall to look at trophies we see one close-up of quote-unquote greg brady student body president we see another the daily chronicle outstanding citizen award to pre to peter brady but no sunflower of the month I was kind of disappointed. I, know, I, I thought that, that would have been such a cool thing to put up there, but anyway. <laughs> it would have been a callback. It would have been nice. <laughs> Bobby picks up a trophy from the desk. It's a baseball trophy that says Peter Brady on it. Bobby puts on a donkey mask, and no <laughs> shit, he really does put on a donkey mask, right. and, and crosses to the desk. We see a large trophy that says Greg Brady at the base. Bobby then seems to get an idea and runs out the door. <laughs> I, I don't know if you notice, like I, I seem to look around and notice a lot of things. They have the coolest skateboard sitting right by the door when they first walk in that big red skateboard. Like it's almost like know. it's made to look like a surfboard, but it's hmm. a skateboard. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool again. Hmm. All right. Scene four, we see Bobby enter the girl's room and close the door because he's being sneaky. He starts to open Marsha's top drawer and pulls out. <laughs> he sees a ballet trophy that says Jan Brady and a volleyball trophy that says Marsha Brady. Bobby stops looking, leans against the dresser and says, now everyone's got a trophy except me. I'll never win anything. I wish I was a dinosaur. <laughs> he slowly puts the mask down. <laughs> and boy, does he look like an ass. <laughs> That's for the joke. <laughs> well, two things. One is, why didn't he just go through the bathroom? You know what I mean? Because if he, by going out into the hallway, you risk somebody walking up and going, hey, where are you going? If both, right. if if the girl's door is closed and you're going through the bathroom, you're gonna know as soon as they come because you're gonna hear the doorknob go, like start right. rattling. But the second right. thing is, is what the hell is up with that donkey mask? <laughs> like, why would they put that in this? Like, is that a toy that he got personally and wanted to have it in the episode? Like, I don't. Know, Robert Reed was directing this episode, so he's like, "How about you? Uh, why don't you wear this uh, donkey mask? Because you know you look like an ass. You feel like an ass. There you go." I don't know. Another question oh, I had yeah. too was um, when he was in the boys' room, because like he looks at their mat or their trophies and he's just like, oh. And then he gets an idea. Huh. I'm going to make myself feel like even more shit. I'm going to go look <laughs> at my sister's trophies. Yeah. Because right. girls, they don't get trophies. Oh, wait, they do. Let me go make sure. Does he think he's going to find like find one that he forgot about for himself? <laughs> oh, shit. Think, I did get one. I put it in Marsh's room. Like, what? why are you in there? Or he's expecting to see one where he reads it like world's stupidest girl. Aha. There, I feel better now. You know, or he's going to realize the, it was it's like a forgery. Like, wait yeah, a minute. Or maybe 
maybe I guess what he was kind of thinking too, this is actuality, probably what was happening, is he was hoping that all the trophies in the girls' room, because he knew that there were trophies in there, but didn't really, I guess he probably never read them. So maybe he was hoping they would all read Marsha and Jan wouldn't have any. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then he'd be like, oh, so Jan doesn't even have a trophy either. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not the only one, (laughs) after all. Maybe he was hoping there'd be masking tape everyone that said Jan Brady on it. And then you peel it off and it said Greg. Like, wait a minute. You didn't win this. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Scene five. We, we are now back in the boys' room. We see Carol and Mike walk in with a purpose. They look for and find Bobby. He's sitting in the closet with his mask in his hands. Carol, thinking he's being silly, asks in a playful mom voice, What are you doing in there? Thinking, replies Bobby. Mike, sensing a problem, asks, uh, you want to do some talking? Bobby simply answers, okay. Mike pauses for a moment before asking, you want to come out or should we come in? Which I thought was funny because at the time he actually was. (laughs) I thought that was pretty clever and funny. (laughs) Sorry for the audience. I'm laughing because I read your note. (laughs) Because <laughs> Jimmy's joke is Robert Reed's game. <laughs> you turn again to Mike, and Robert Reed did direct this episode. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. See, um, there were clues everywhere. Exactly. Bobby, obviously feeling down, says, "I don't think there's anything you can do." As he crosses Damn. to and climbs up to the bunk bed, Carol tries to sound optimistic, saying, "Well, you never can tell." Why don't you give us a try? As Bobby sits for a second, he begins explaining his problem. He begins with, well, um, before finally saying, it's nothing. Mike, with his BS detector running, says, oh, well, if it takes that long to say nothing, it's something. Carol then turns on that mom voice with, Bobby, if you don't tell us, we can't help you. This obviously gets through to Bobby as he busts out with, everyone want a trophy except me. Even the girls. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Good thing that he listened to last episode. <laughs> yeah. Carol attempts to reason with him saying, well, Bobby, they're older than you. But Bobby rebuts with, well, Cindy isn't. And if she mm. can win and I can't, I'm nothing. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mike butts in trying to preach reason says, well, son, you haven't entered that many contests. Damn. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby who has obviously thought about this, said, sure I have. The last one I entered was the swimming race at the Y. I came in fourth. Carol tries to be supportive by saying, well, I think that's pretty good. Bobby comes back with, there was only four guys in the race. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, she didn't know that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyways. She was busy doing other stuff. She's probably on the phone with, uh, what's her head? (laughs) Mike finally talks reason, asking, how are you going to win anything if you don't keep trying? Carol, piggybacking off of Mike, busts out with, your father's right, you know. (laughs) (laughs) When Bobby finally seems hopeful, asking, you really think so? Mike continues saying, I'm positive. Just pick something. You're really good at it. Just one thing and stick with it. Carol finishes the thought with, and I bet you'll win. Bobby, finally hopeful he'll win a trophy, begins thinking as he says, One thing, huh? Hmm. 
You know, mm. you missed a part. You forgot to write down because when Carol says your father's right, you know, Mike actually looks at her and goes, you think of that on your own, did you? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at her and goes, you think? Um, <laughs> he goes, well, you <laughs> You do better well, than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I thought was funny was he's sitting on the top bunk, and I think it was one of those things where I don't even think Mike and Luke Lane was even realizing he did it. I don't even think it was in the, the, the blocking. No. But he reaches over to the knob on the on the bedpost oh, yeah, and just pulls that. it off and starts playing with it. And I'm <laughs> like, you can tell that's one of those totally organic things that he probably does when they're setting up lights. Right. And he probably tosses it around and plays with it. And he just happened to do it I, on this. Without I thought that was it. a, if that was done on purpose, like scripted or whatever, or come up with like on the shoot yeah. day, that was brilliant. I loved it. Exactly. Like, yeah. That makes it look so much more natural. Oh, if it the, was the set look more organic. It just makes everything. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. I mean, if it was planned, that's that's obvious, you know, genius for, you know, Robert Reed yet again. <laughs> Never disappoints. Right. Scene six. Down in the family room, we see Peter and Bobby playing checkers. Bobby appears to be in deep thought about his next move. When he finally makes a move, Peter laughs, saying, Ha! Triple jump! You can't win now! You want to play another game? Bobby shows off his badass side by saying, no, dumb game, as he pushes the checkerboard off the table and walks away. In a huff, Peter just <laughs> nah. watches in shock. I, I, I think I think every single time he does this, he should the line should have been, fuck this game. And as, you know what I mean? That would have been so much more entertaining. <laughs> exactly. If, he, if Bobby was like, fuck this game, and he just flips it and leaves. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's me. Now outside, we see Marsha and Jan playing a ring toss game. Jan makes a ring, and the girls squeal in excitement. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, who's sitting on top of the fence, watches, says, anybody can do it from there. He jumps down as Marsha says, if it's so easy, let's see you do it. Jan retrieves the rings and gives them to Bobby. Bobby gets a very serious look on his face. And begins to toss the rings. He misses the first ring. Marsha, being supportive, says, That was a good try, Bobby. Do it again. Bobby gets mad, throws the rings, and says, Fuck this game, as he runs across the yard and runs away. (laughs) He runs away. In a huff. In a huff. Sorry. (laughs) What a dick, though. Like, like first he was, like, sitting up there with his arms crossed. Like, it was just like, hmm. It's like he's waiting for something to piss him off. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody could do that, you know. Yeah. He's being so smug, and then he misses once, and he gives up. Like, you don't just try once and then give up. You get your ass out there and find that fucking dog. You find that fucking dog. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, but seriously, though, yeah. Yeah. All right, scene eight. Greg is leaving the garage looking upset. Peter approaches Greg. When Greg passes him, Peter stops him, asking him, Hey, where are you going? I thought we were going to shoot some baskets. Greg replies, me too, but Bobby doesn't think so, and it's his ball. When Peter says, so what? Greg explains that he beat Bobby at free throws, and now he won't let us use it. So Bobby was like, fuck this guy. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just funnier that way. Fuck that game too. 
Fuck you. Well, it's not your game, Bobby. Well, fuck your game. (laughs) (sighs) Scene nine. Okay. The kids are fired up as we see Mm. Greg and Marsha walk through the kitchen and into the family room. They enter the family room as Greg greets them, asking mom, dad, can we see you for a minute? Carol and Mike, who look like they're going over bills, I guess, simply (laughs) ask, what's up? Marsha hesitates, but begins saying, well, we all talked it over. Greg interrupts, saying, all of us except Bobby. Marsha continues, and we think you should know. Mike inquires, know what? Greg finally blurts out, well, Bobby's being a real stinker. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, first of all, I know this happened in the 70s, but I didn't know they were using language like that in the 70s, man. Like, I can't believe you used it on this on this show. Well, yeah, but we also say fuck, too. Yeah, Carol, recognizing how word? fucked up it was, corrects Greg, saying, <laughs> now, Greg, you know I don't like you using that word, <laughs> so I almost got through that without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> It is because I, I wrote it that way on purpose. I realize how fucked up it is. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> Greg, defending his right to curse, says, "It's only." <laughs> He's a man now. He's We're in high so school. juvenile, man. Uh, <clears throat> okay, where am I? Greg, defending his right to curse, says, "It's the only word that really fits him, Mom." Mm. Well, he's just being a real stinker. That's. That's pretty fucked up that he said it a second time. Carol <laughs> asks Greg, what's the problem? Okay, Marsha gets upset about it, venting, saying everything, no matter what any of us are doing. She pauses before saying, well, he's just being a real stinker. Marsha, too. Jesus I know, Christ. right? Well, you know, she you know she does nasty shit. So. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> you can say Carol it and not do it is something else. Yeah, right? Carol, not understanding how Greg and Marsha got to be such potty mouths, sternly says, now, Marsha, I just told Greg I don't want to hear that word. Mm. But Marsha, too, stands up in solidarity, saying, I'm sorry, Mom, but that's just what he's been. Mm. Greg, seeing this isn't going anywhere, tries to explain it in different terms, saying, he blows the cork anytime he doesn't win at something. Mike and Carol... Uh, being the geniuses they are, say, well, that's just it. Bobby is still upset. <laughs> Genius. Greg mm-hmm. looks puzzled, asking, what's he upset about? Carol sighs and begins explaining that all of the rest of the kids have won a trophy for one thing or another. Mike continues explaining that Bobby hasn't, and it's got him down. Greg mm-hmm. and Marcia, now understanding the problem, say that they had never thought about it like that. Greg, appearing to try and think of a way to help, asks, it's really got him bugged, huh? Carol answers, saying, sure. That's the reason he's being such a... uh, Mm. Carol, who refuses to say that devil word, pauses, allowing (laughs) Mike, Greg, and Marsha to finish, saying, stinker. Mm. Carol laughs finally, and she says stinker herself. Damn. As I live and breathe, Tack. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, obviously concerned about Bobby, admits that he hopes he wins at something soon. It's the only thing that he's got on his mind. Oh, man. So what was really kind of missing in that scene was 
Once they're done talking, they look over and Bobby's standing in the doorway hearing his <laughs> parents and his brother and sister all talking shit about him, calling him the ST word. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah. Like, well, he's a stinker. And she's like, hey, don't you talk that way about your brother? Well, he is, mom. And then even Mike's like, kind of. And then she's like, you guys are right. He is a stinker. And then they look over and Bobby just standing there with a tear in his eye. <laughs> That would be funny if Alice came in. What are you guys talking about? Well, you see, Bobby's being the S word. She's like, shithead? No, stinker. I'm like, God, really? Well, he's being a shithead, too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. I, think we should, I think we should edit that and replace stinker with asshole. That would just be more funny, more realistic. Scene 10. It's now night-night time in the Brady house. We see the boys in their rooms fast asleep. We zoom in on Bobby, who begins to dream. We are treated to stock footage of baseball players as we hear a sports commentator say... It's the last game of the World Series, and it's up to Bobby Brady, two out in the night. The series is all tied up. Can he do it? Can he pull it out of the bag for the Dodgers? Bobby Brady did it. He hit his fifth home run of the game. A World Series record. The Dodgers win. We then see Bobby coming out what looks like the locker room. We hear the announcer asking Bobby, Bobby Brady, we present you with this trophy for the greatest performance on a baseball field in the history of the game. Bobby struggles to lift it as he says, That was nothing. Wait till next season. We now see another dream Bobby is having. This time, he's in a hydroplane. One of those really fast, like, boats. Speedboat things. We hear the announcer saying, Can Bobby Brady do it? Can he come from last place with a hole in his boat, not enough gas, and only 100 (laughs) yards left? Bobby Brady is making his move. Bobby Brady did it! Fantastic! Believe it or not, Bobby Brady won! We then see Bobby being interviewed after the race. The announcer says, Bobby Brady, congratulations. You're the world's greatest speedboat driver. Bobby replies, Sure looks that way. As they give him a giant trophy. (laughs) We now see Bobby's third dream. This time he's on a ski slope. We hear the announcer saying, The last jumper of the day is Bobby Brady. We then see a ski jumper flying through the air. Here he comes. He takes off like a bird. He's flying, flying, still flying. He broke the world record. Bobby Brady wins. And now cut to Bobby stepping up on the podium. Bobby Brady, we present you with this trophy for being the greatest ski jumper who ever lived. The dream fades away as Bobby, with his arms stretched out, reaching for the trophy and rolls out of bed onto the floor. He slowly sits up, looks around, disappointed, and spots a trophy sitting on the desk. He leans back against his bed as a tear just sits on his cheek and doesn't move. Bobby says, I just gotta get a trophy. I just gotta get one. <laughs> oh, like, Who actually smiles when they dream? I mean, like, do you think I've, when you dream, you think before. you'd smile like, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that really I've happens. I've woken up smiling before from a dream. Have you? 
Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, but also, I'm impressed at the baseball scene because, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but they kept the jersey number from the stock footage to his costume. Oh, that's smart thing. Yeah, that, that was something that thinking. I would have. I, I would have thought it would have been oversight. Not but when I'm, Robert Reed's director, Jimmy. Seriously, yeah, nothing. I was impressed. <laughs> I was even looking for. I was like, watch the number. He didn't even have a number on his outfit. But sure enough, sure shit, it said five on it. I was like, wow. How dare you, sir? How dare you yeah, right? doubt? And even Robert Reed. <laughs> In the, in the hydroplane, like he had the same black outfit and stuff like that, or the same white outfit and stuff. Well, you can't really see him, but in the skiing, the guy flying through the air, he's all dressed in black. And then he steps to the podium, he's all dressed in black. It's like, wow, <laughs> good, good good attention to detail. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Scene 11. Hmm. We are now in the family room. Bobby is sitting at the table with a book and that damn donkey mask <laughs> watching TV. He watches the cartoon king who reminds kids to wash behind their ears. That way, if they dream, they can hear what they're dreaming about. He then pulls a Jimmy and cracks, at his own jo- cracks up at his own joke. Oh, jeez. Right? Okay. He follows, he follows up with a joke, reminding kids to tune in tomorrow because he's got a huge announcement to make. Wonder what that announcement could be, Tech. I have no idea. I can't I, wait. Though. I bet it's a contest of some kind. You think? Um, no. <laughs> just then, <laughs> just then, the doorbell rings. Just as Alice, it, it seems to happen at the same time. Like the doorbell rings as Alice is poking her head in. So I think Alice might have been a little bit early on cue, or the sound guy <laughs> screwed up. I missed um, it. Just as, what's that? I didn't notice that. <laughs> the doorbell rings just as Alice pokes in, but not all the way in. <laughs> to the room because they're in the family room just the um, tip yeah in, in, well because it's the anti-Alice room um, <laughs> in the room and asks Bobby if he can get that her hands are full Bobby turns off the TV and runs to the door as he passes Alice she informs him that if you don't time the noodles just right you have a pot full of rubber bands <laughs> which is Alice. doesn't make any sense at all how can noodles turn into rubber? I don't know. I thought she was tie dyeing a shirt at first, but do what? I thought she was tie dyeing a shirt at first. She says my rubber bands. <laughs> Bobby opens the door, and there's a boy not much older than Bobby. He asks if his parents are home, to which Bobby answers no. Bobby finally bluntly asks what he wants. The boy tells Bobby that he's selling magazines and asks Bobby if he wants to buy a, a subscription, to which Bobby answers, no. <laughs> the, boy, <laughs> the boy stops trying and turns to walk away. But as the boy is turning to walk away, Bobby stops him to tell him that he sure doesn't know how to sell anything. The boy begins to argue, saying, I do too. But Bobby rebuts, then why did you give up so easy? The boy answers honestly, saying, why waste my time on you? I'm trying mm. to win a contest. Ooh, Damn. that special C word. Mm. This gets Bobby's attention as he gets excited asking, contests? What kind? Well, for selling the, the most magazine subscriptions. Bobby, seeing an opportunity, asks, what's the prize? The boy tells Bobby that first prize is a college education, but the <laughs> second prize... <laughs> But the second prize is a mini bike and a trophy. Bobby is hooked as he asks, 
So all you have to do is sell some Dummel magazines. The boy confirms, but also says that he's going to win. Bobby challenges him, saying mm. he bets he could sell more magazines than him. And to prove it, he asks how he can get in. The boy tells him that he just has to fill out an application. But mm. when he asks how he gets one, they're in the magazine. The boy, yeah, right? The boy smugly hands over a magazine, then informs Bobby that it'll be 35 cents. Hmm. Bobby rolls his eyes as he hands over the money. Damn. Did this boy creep you out at all? No, but he looked familiar to me. I think he played a bully in a previous episode. Yeah, I definitely have seen that kid before somewhere. Couldn't figure out where. Yeah, but what didn't he play a bully? Didn't he, like, bully Peter? Was if that's the episode he was was that the one that was no that wasn't the kid that was bullying Cindy so he was bullying. Well, yeah. well, no, yeah, I thought it was the boy that was beaten up that beat up Peter. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, well, I checked IMDb and he's not on it. He's not on for this episode, so hmm. I don't know who he is. But hmm. also, I was thinking, you know, it's it's a really good thing that this kid had a sweater on because I'm sure it was freezing in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? In the middle of the daytime. I'm glad the kid had a sweater. I'm glad his parents love him. Okay. It's true. It's always inconsistent weather. I guess. All right. Scene 12. We are now in the den. We see Carol running in with a piece of paper. She sadly runs up to Mike, rhetorically asking him to guess what she's got. Mike, engulfed in fixing a bookshelf, says, Whatever it is, I will gladly exchange it for a plaster screw. I'm going to have to run down to the hardware store. Mike finally glances at her papers and asks, what's that? Carol excitedly informs him that it's a magazine subscription. Mike looks at Carol like, what the fuck? Before (laughs) finally asking another magazine, Carol, this place is starting to look like a dentist office. (laughs) That was a funny line. (laughs) Carol coyly informs him that she just couldn't resist the salesman. Mike, getting jealous, opens his eyes wide and he says, Oh, really, Carol? Hmm. Carol starts describing him, saying he has beautiful brown hair and big green eyes. And he's four foot three. Mike, completely confused, admits that the only person he knows that's four foot three is um, as he gestures upstairs. Carol finishes the sentence saying, That's right, Bobby. He's in a magazine selling contest. Carol then goes on to say they do know an awful lot of people. Mike, confirming the plan, asks, you mean, as he gestures to himself and Carol. Carol confirms as she smiles and gives Mike a hug. Well, who is he going to say he was four foot three? Like, he was the only person I know who was four foot three. And then she's like, it's Bobby. And he goes, Bobby? Well, he gestures upstairs. But, like, first of all, I don't know how tall any of my kids are. I have no idea. And my daughters haven't <laughs> grown all, in I think probably they're all a like decade. four foot three, aren't they? No. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, well, let's see. I know all the heights. You know, last week Greg was, you know. And so, right. like, the only person I knew is four foot three is, you know. And then, and she goes, it's right. It's Bobby. And he's like, Bobby? Like. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, who who's he referring to? The homeboy's been watching some midget wrestling. <laughs> that's what it is he probably saw saw some hot little person and he's like wait that's you right. talking about that one shit I mean uh, Bobby yeah of course Bobby <laughs> you know that's what uh, Jimmy they prefer little people 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. But back then they weren't. <laughs> In the 70s, they were called midgets. So. In the 70s, they didn't like that. <laughs> They didn't like it no. in the seventies. Then why they use no. it? No, it was a joke. It's just the way you said. Seventies, oh. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> you know, what was kind of funny. Is uh, I can't remember who said this joke because I was talking to somebody one time, and I, I was almost thinking it was you. So I was hoping you were going to say the joke, but you didn't. Okay. So it must not have been you. Um, I was talking to somebody, and they said midget one time, and I said, you know, they actually prefer little people, and his retort was without even skipping a beat he goes well of course they do because all their junk lines up <laughs> that's funny and that's i don't awesome. remember who said that <laughs> i don't know but for some reason that reminds me i don't know if you remember when i turned 40 i think yeah we were playing pool. it was a long time at ago had a bowling alley we were playing pool right i remember that and i and I made a, <laughs> I made a comment to you because a lot of people at home don't realize that tax left-handed. So I made yeah. a comment. I was like, you know, sorry, they don't have any left-handed pool cues. <laughs> I remember this conversation. <laughs> left-handed pool cues. Tech goes, it's a stick. I'm like, oh, sorry, they don't they don't make any left-handed pool sticks. Tech's like, it's a stick. Like, <laughs> It's just a stick. You don't need a left hand or a right hand. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, God. That was <clears> the <throat> same night where I was stepping outside and I said, hey, Jimmy, BRB. And you could not crack that code. You're like as if I gave you like the Greek <laughs> alphabet. You're like, what did, what did you just say? I said, Burp? BRB. You're like, I have no idea what that could possibly mean. What are you talking about? I said, be right back. And you're like. I guess. Okay. You like seem mad. <laughs> I was well, like, it's Jimmy's birthday. I'm not going to say anything. Because <laughs> I was thinking in my head, like, it's the same number of syllables as just saying be right back. But now we've had this whole conversation get- about it. You could just said be right back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same number of syllables. It's like, and in in like, uh, I always get confused like when you watch like medical dramas and stuff but i'm sure they do it in the real world too they say gsw <laughs> yeah, yeah like gsw is more syllables than gunshot wound you know can it you is, just say yeah. gunshot wound, <laughs> gunshot <laughs> wound. <laughs> yeah i was watching i think dr mike and he had said that they they typically will write that but they don't say it writing it, it makes sense yeah but yeah okay so anyways uh, <laughs> off on a huge tangent <laughs> so um, this is where we take our second break. All right. Okay. So Bobby is being a little sissy pants because mm. everybody has a trophy except him. But he has an idea. He could mm-hmm. sell the most magazine subscriptions. He's an excellent salesman. And that'll do it. Or will it? Mm. Hmm. We will be back. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, Will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you did you just make a Will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? 
Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? All right, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it. What? Oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's so funny. You're like, it's you're like trying to explain the joke to me. It's a stick. I'm like, I gotta have fun with this now. <laughs> and we are back. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a good break. That was a, yeah. that was a good break. Had a little nap. Took a little nappies. <laughs> so I have a question. Yep. As a kid, yep. not necessarily high school. But as a kid, did you ever have to sell anything? Like, like in this episode, Bobby's selling magazine subscriptions. A few episodes back, Peter had to sell <laughs> cookies. Right. Did you ever have to sell anything? Well, I mean, I guess enough time has passed. It's probably okay now. But there was this one man that came up to me one. <laughs> no way. Oh, you meant like something for school or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, we probably shouldn't joke about child rape. That's probably not good for the show. Um, let's see. I remember, didn't we have to, in chorus, have to sell like M&Ms one year? Oh, yeah. I forgot we sold M&Ms, yeah. Um, but that, I'm, to me, that didn't really count. Because they yeah. were like 50 cents a box. So you just kind of walked around school and people, hey, man, can I get some M&Ms to give you the money tomorrow? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice try. Can I get like four boxes? I'll pay you back next week. No. And the other one, fat kid would be like, come on, man, I just need some peanut <laughs> just to get me through the day. <laughs> I, know, I know people that would walk around with entire boxes. I'm like, not me, man. I'd have people get, every time I sharp my pencil, people grabbing boxes. No. Sorry. Anyways, um, I had to I'm sell. I'm sure I did, though. But go ahead. I had to sell stuff out of a magazine one time. I can't even remember what it was for. It might, I think it was for elementary school for something. But it was like this catalog that people look through and like. <laughs> you can buy yeah. like a thermometer you put outside with like oh yeah I remember on or something getting those like, things yeah, yeah you, you get the little, it's like part two three pages and you kind of and you can buy like you know popcorn balls or something yeah, usually yeah, yeah. like around Christmas time or whatever yeah here's a tub of three different types of popcorn yeah um here's some some <laughs> some bacon cheddar spread okay, that sounds gross okay <laughs> <laughs> but like my, I had the kind of mom where, you know, they would flat out tell us like we don't really want you going door to door. It's kind of dangerous. Yeah. My mom would be like, you better start walking around. Like, well, my teacher said not to go door to door. Your teacher ain't here, is she? Like, so I had to go around strangers' doors, and people are asking me, well, how do I know I get my stuff? Your parents aren't even with you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so I ended up selling. I walked around the entire neighborhood. I sold one. So. <laughs> Well, you yeah. must not be a very good salesman. 
Well, I even tried to tell my mom, I was like, but if we sound like 10 of them, I get like this cool toy. And she's like, I can go to the store and buy you a cool toy. I'm like, that's not the point. Like, you know, anyways. So do it. That's the only thing I remember selling. Do it. Fuck fuck this. (laughs) Tear it up. Go give me that toy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when we left off, Mm -hmm. Bobby has an idea to sell magazine subscriptions and a chance to win a contest so he can earn a trophy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has one except him. Maybe with a little help from mom and dad. Let's see if he can pull it off. Let's see. Okay. Scene 13. We are now treated to a short montage of Carol and Mike on the phone talking to their friends, trying to sell them magazine subscriptions for Bobby. Well, they were kind of were. They were like talking to him. They were like, you know, oh man, hey Steve, like, oh my God, Steve, like you are so good at golf and you look so sexy playing golf the other day. <laughs> Just so we still got a game tomorrow, right? Yeah, cool. All right, well, I'll see you then. Hey, by the way, yeah, I'll let you have two strokes above me. Oh, by the way, my son is selling magazine subscriptions. And I'll, so I'll let you have two strokes behind the dugout, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Why didn't I That's think golf, of that right? joke, damn it. That's golf, right, dugouts? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it so checks too. Out. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then Carol's done the same thing. She's like buttering him up and then hits him at the last second. Oh, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But how did this woman not see the potential problem here? Well, their heart is in the right place, but is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think they just want to help him succeed, but they're basically doing a form. Like, like I have a, for instance, this is just backing up your argument. So when I was a kid, I was dumb. Like I had like a business card collection. <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, did I. My mom. Wait a minute, like, so for real, you had a business card collection when you were a kid? Of course I did. I did too. It's when I knew you. Like I think I even like showed you. Hey, check out my business card collection. You know, and yeah, because uh, I had one before I met you. No, I don't know. I don't remember huh. when I started it, but I know I had it when we were hanging out. Weird. All right. But <clears throat> what I didn't like is that my mom. You know, she was a business chick. You know, always doing stuff, and like, and she would come home like, "Hey, here's another stack of like 120 yeah. like business cards I picked up right. today." Like, like you don't get it. Like that's not. It's cool and all, and like I like to look through them and find cool ones, and then, but like, I didn't like earn those. Like I didn't get those. Like I would go to oh, a business yeah. and take them, and this was kind of like like hey, it's like somebody like buying a bunch of postcards, and here you go, you can mail these out to your friends. Like I didn't earn these postcards. I didn't buy these in Cairo, Egypt. You know, you right. just brought well, them back. You know, to me, it was more about like my mom would do the same thing. Hey, I got a bunch of postcards or a bunch of business cards for you. Okay, right, but I mean, I've never heard of these places. Like, why would I want the business card? You know, right. like my I went to my grandmother's house and I was telling her, "Yeah, hey grandma, I'm, I'm collecting business cards. Do you want your grandfather's?" I'm like, are you serious? She's like, "Yeah." So she went in the room and apparently my grandfather used to own a dry cleaners up in Rhode Island. And so she came so out with my grandfather's cool. business card. Here you go. Here's a business. I'm like, "That's awesome. That's exactly what I'm looking for." But my mom went, here's one from my insurance agent. Like, why would I want one from your insurance agent? Like, I don't even <laughs> right. know him. Why would I want that? You know? So, <laughs> and your grandfather's business card, did it say like, what was his name? Uh, Richard. 
That's Richard. not a joke. That really was his name. I got you. Richard Klein. <laughs> no, so Richard like, Neville. Oh, sorry. Richard Neville. And uh, like for his phone number, because it was so old, did it say like Klondike <laughs> 4824? Dial O, then ask for Neville. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> Klondike 4247 or something. <laughs> 6161. <laughs> That's fine. <sighs> Scene 14. We then cut to the boys' room. Peter and Greg are staring at a piece of paper that Peter is holding, looking concerned. Greg notices what it is and asks, You too? How many subscriptions did you take? Peter replies, Just the one for the sports magazine. That's all I could afford. Greg tells him he got three magazines. Peter seems shocked and asks where he got the money. Greg tells him that Mike just recently raised his allowance. I think writing-wise, they should have been more clear as to why they got the magazine subscriptions. You know what I mean? Because at first I'm like, okay, well, are these forced upon them? Like, what what's going on? Like, why? <laughs> like, did they buy them from Bobby and they didn't really want them? Like, I was so confused. I was like, why are they complaining about it? I don't. I think they should have done a better job of that. Hmm. I don't think it's very clear why they had these. You know, because well, I, I mean, like I look at it like, you know, if Kayla wanted a magazine subscription, I wouldn't be like, well, you better start saving your money. Like, just, okay, if she wants one, I'll buy it for her, you know. The way I read it by their, <laughs> how they reacted was like, they all want to help Bobby by getting a magazine subscription. So it's like, they wanted to get as much as they can. So if something sounded interesting, they got a subscription for it. Oh, so who quit they, Huh? So he'll quit bitching? <laughs> no, it's just like to help him earn that trophy, you know? So it's like, right. he's like, I only got one because it's all I could afford. What about you? He's like, well, I got three. He's like, damn, how'd you get a baller? And he's like, well, dad raised my allowance. Now, yeah. did Mike raise his allowance just so he could buy more subscriptions or just a coincidence Probably. maybe? Well, I thought he raised his allowance when he was turning into one groovy guy and he needed to redo his own. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Were, uh, things were happening? No. Yeah. I don't remember now. <laughs> uh, they're hip. They're happening. They're now. Uh, scene 15. We are now in the girls' rooms. Sorry. We are in scene 15. <laughs> scene 15. <laughs> Sorry. Scene 15. We are now in the girls' room. <laughs> What's I don't know why it's so funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> scene 15. We are now in the girls' room. Marcia is seated doing a homework. Jane and Cindy burst in, asking Marcia if they can borrow money. When she asks what for, they tell her it's for a magazine subscriptions. Cindy tells them she even ordered two. When the girls ask why she ordered two subscriptions to the same magazine, she simply says, I guess Bobby is just a good salesman. The girls just laugh. See, I, I think there was a better opportunity for a joke there. A better joke, in my opinion, would have been... Um, you know, in case I want to read the magazine twice. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't so the me, joke. That's a what was joke. the joke? The joke was, I guess Bobby's just a good salesman. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I agree. Scene 16. Down in the kitchen, the scene opens to see a broomstick dancing seemingly by itself. When Alice's name gets called by Carol, we see her face pop up from behind the counter. Carol enters the room from Alice's room somehow. Walks up to Alice and says, I'm very angry with you. Alice, confused, asks, you are? What did I do? Carol continues, really, Alice? Really? Seriously? For real, B? And she's like, what? 
She and then she like claps in her face. Six subscriptions from Bobby. <laughs> she, she goes six six subscriptions from Bobby. Alice apologetically says, "Oh, that. I'm sorry, Mrs. Brady. That's all I could afford." Carol turns around and says, "Oh, Alice," as she laughs it off. Why hmm. is Carol such a bitch? <laughs> well, like, okay, so. I don't think Carol wanted her like you don't you don't need to support this like this is a family thing for one thing if you want to buy one magazine okay oh, but she so don't you want her own kids supporting it <laughs> well, they're paying for it in the long run they're yeah, still paying her, for, they're paying they're giving the kids them money are giving up their allowance money for that shit I mean they <laughs> that's get all they it. want to spend their allowance on they get it if Alice wants to get her made monthly magazine like that's <laughs> right. understandable like why she doesn't have it already I have no idea. Um, cause you know, she wants to also read about it too. True. You know, there's like the, there's that one article about the vacuum of the year. Like that, that's right. And, super and interesting. If you remember that, how to, there's also the one about how to, how to properly dust the top of curtains, which she obviously recently just read. Exactly. Yeah. As we yeah, saw. Yeah. And there was one, a really, a really nice one about how if you pull the refrigerator out first, <laughs> And then you sweep and then push it back. It saves you time. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. We're on a roll, too. There was, there was one recent one about how to how to sweep holding the bottom of the broom. So that if anybody enters the room, it looks like the, the broomstick's dancing around by itself. There's that one. It's entertaining for the kids. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. And then they also had a an expose... About fuck, I can't. <laughs> I'm totally blowing these jokes. <sighs> so I mean, but seriously, what was what was Carol doing in Alice's room? <laughs> I don't know. I actually didn't even notice it. I mean, I know where she came from, but it didn't really connect with me. But as soon as I read your note, I was like, oh my god, she did come out of Alice's yeah. room. Like, what the fuck was she doing in there? I, I don't know. So, she could have like, just she, as easily entered from the living room. Right, but like no, it was like she like came in there saying, "Really, you bought magazines?" Like she saw like the receipts like on her bed. Oh, you know, she like, went through she went through Alice's stuff in her room. Yeah, like it was like oh. seriously, like look what I just found receipts for six subscriptions. Are you kidding me? Well, she's like, and really, Alice in the top drawer. Come on, you can find a better place to hide it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> right next to your wow. condoms and dildos. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Scene 17. We are now in the boys' room. Bobby is standing at the desk with a pile of magazine subscriptions. Hmm. He crosses to the middle of the room, kneels down, and begins sorting through the papers. Balling. Yeah, right? Cindy walks in from the bathroom, combing her hair. She asks Bobby if she can change one of her magazine subscriptions to a beauty magazine. He says, sure. When she asks what he's doing, he tells her that he's straightening out all of his orders. He then begins boasting how good of a salesman he is. He goes on to say, just wait until I tell mom and dad that I sold magazines to a lot of their friends. Cindy, hmm. not seeing that problem, says, well, they know that. When hmm. Bobby asks, how? Cindy begins to explain, well, because they told all of them. Then catching what she's saying stops and finishes by saying, 
uh, they just know. Bobby, with a developing mm. nose for bullshit, asks, they know all what? Cindy, mm. in a panic, says, uh, nothing. I think I hear Marsha calling me and runs out mm. of the room through the bathroom. Bobby tries to ask, they told all of them what? One last time. But Cindy closes the bathroom door and gets away. Bobby looks irritated. Mm. I think Bobby's not stupid. I think Bobby's realizing what's going on. Yep. But she's just repeatedly, she just really can't keep her mouth shut, can she? It's I think it's impossible blood. for that little girl to keep her mouth shut. Yeah, she snitches get stitches. She can't stop tattling. Yeah, right? You know what they say in England? In England, they say snitches end up in ditches. Uh, That's a lot darker. <laughs> it's true. Whereas Americans, we just me? threaten like yeah. a gash. Exactly, yeah. Laceration. But here, or over there, they threaten... Well, death. They they threaten to ruin your outfit and have you late for work because you're all wet. <laughs> oh, wait. And that's not what that means. No. <laughs> Scene 18. Down in the kitchen, we see Carol enter wearing a brown and gold dress with a matching purse and, strangely, a matching cup on the counter. <laughs> I'm so glad you finally pay attention to this stuff. I always get so embarrassed <laughs> when I spot stuff. <laughs> This makes me look like I paid attention. I didn't notice. <laughs> Please explain. I want to hear more about this. Yeah, it's like it was like a, this gaudy gold cup with what it looked like was somebody made it out of ceramic, but embedded some kind of like like tiles, like little black or little round tiles into it or something. But the, it was like a, it was gold in color, which matched her outfit. And then some of the <laughs> little tiles in it were darker in color that went with her her dress. Some. <laughs> so it's a very strange thing to walk out in. Just the gold is so gaudy. My brain went to like immediately to the set that day, and like the set dresser like had like an intern with him or with her, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> they're like, "So what are we doing now?" Like, well, we need to match the set to make sure everything <laughs> you know it's not too eclectic, and then like anything that they're wearing match that too. So the girls like like this cup like. Like, does it fucking match her dress? Then fucking put it down, you know? <laughs> so I feel like the opposite. I feel like it was an intern. It's like, is this purse too much gold? Like, with the gold and brown dress? And everybody messing with going, nah. Nah, that's not too much, man. The more the merrier. Really good, because I was thinking about this cup, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, add that, too. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and add that. Like, I feel like it was more like that. And my set designer was like on lunch or had to go home early because her kid's sick. <laughs> the intern was left there for the day. And I actually watched the episode and like, oh, fuck that. Who, who approved that cup? <laughs> fucking kidding me. Well, plus, you know, Robert Reed is directing this. So he's like, you know, somebody gave you a chance once. Maybe you should give chances to other people. <laughs> you can always set you like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Alice greets her by saying how pretty she looks. She thanks Alice for the compliment and tells her they should be home pretty early. Just then, Mike bellows for Carol. Carol! (laughs) (laughs) Who yells back, coming dear. Bet that wasn't the first time she yelled that. Oh, gross. Oh, she follows up with Alice. She follows up with Alice saying if she needs anything, the Baxter's number is in the book. Then, strangely, she tells Alice, Bye, dear. I think she forgot she wasn't talking to Marsha or something. I don't know, but 
Or maybe she just thinks of Alice as a child. Uh, she kind of acts like one sometimes. But uh, and why would <laughs> why was Alice putting her shoes on? Like, what kind of business is that for an actress to do? Like, why do you have your shoes off? You're, I mean, you're in your maid outfit. Don't you put your shoes on your room? Like, she's at work. Yeah, but why is she barefoot? <laughs> right, exactly. She's at work. She shouldn't have her shoes off. Uh, I thought that was strange. Once again, scene, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> scene 19. Carol runs into the living room from the kitchen. Mike, feeling frustrated, says, we're 15 minutes late. As he puts a coat around her, because you know, L.A. is so cold. <laughs> Just then, Bobby comes running down the stairs. He stops and says, Mom, Dad, these subscriptions belong to you. <laughs> Carol and Mike look puzzled. Carol finally says, I don't understand. We know, Carol. We know. All of us know. Bobby, not the Baxters know. <laughs> We're not even What's there. That? The Baxters even know. <laughs> We're not even over there yet. <laughs> Bobby, now getting angry, says, "You called up all your friends and told them to buy subscriptions from me." Mm. Yeah, right. Mike, realizing guilt, looks down, then back at Bobby before finally saying, "Well." I suppose that's true, hmm. but tries to defend himself by saying, but you sold those magazines to him. Bobby still angry says, no, I didn't. You did because you don't think I can win at anything on my own. Hmm. Carol tries to pull the mom voice and says, oh, Bobby. Yes, we do. <laughs> but Bobby wants no part of it saying I'll win at something on my own or I won't win at all. Then he throws the subscriptions on the floor and runs back upstairs. Mm. In a in a huff. Oh, sorry. In a huff. You didn't write it's it down. Too late. It's sorry. too late. The, the huff isn't the same. Oh, I screwed the pooch on that one, Jimmy. Sorry. No, I didn't even write it down. It came to it just it was inspiration. It came to me at last second. Oh, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> Carol pauses before finally saying, Mike. I think we made a mistake. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so odd that they put that lie there. Mike, I think we fucked up. Oh, yeah. Mike. And then she's like, we did, right? Like, that was a sign of anger from the boy? That's Bobby, Mike, right? Mike offers wisdom saying, well, honey, parents can be humans, too. <laughs> this scene like, made can? me so happy. Like... Like it was like Bobby was a hundred percent right. Like I, it made me so happy to see him throw that shit on the floor. It reminded me of that uh, Lonely Island song, and I threw it on the ground. That's I mean, it was just so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> and that last one where Carol was like, "Mike, I think we made a mistake." Mike should have been like, "No, bitch, you made a mistake. Like this was your idea. This wasn't our idea. Try to pass this shit off on me." So. <laughs> Scene twenty. We're now down in the family room. Bobby is lying on the couch with his ever-trusty donkey mask on. <laughs> He's watching Cartoon King again on TV. The Cartoon King asks, Who likes ice cream? Now, if you do, yell me. 
Bobby yells, me! The Cartoon King then asks, what's your favorite flavor? To which Bobby replies, strawberry! Cartoon King then says, to everyone that yelled chocolate, raise your hand! Bobby reacts with a disgust, saying, chocolate, bleh. But the Cartoon King is unaffected, saying, you know, because he's on television. He can't That's hear. true, yeah. yeah. There's no microphones yeah. on the TVs. Right. Just, I want sure if you know <laughs> He says, regardless of what flavor you like, you can enter a contest for eating ice cream. He then says they're looking for a boy or a girl that can eat ice cream faster than anybody else. Bobby excitedly tells the Cartoon King, I can eat it fast. I wish you that said. <laughs> That's funny. I stole your joke. As long as it got said. That's all that's important. <laughs> the, cartoon the Cartoon King goes on to say that the winner will win a golden scoop trophy and all the ice cream they can eat for a whole yummy year. And the first six kids that can call into the studio will be picked up for the lick off. Bobby runs to the phone and calls the station. Bobby calls the first time, but gets a busy signal. But then calls a second time after taking about 12 minutes to dial six <laughs> or seven fucking numbers. You know, off camera, they were like, oh my God, just dial any number. Holy shit, you don't really have to dial the number. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dog, get there faster. I was like, I'm like, you know, and so they had to get frustrated. I know you just said that, but God, I just agree with you even more. Anyway, I think even so, halfway through, I think halfway through dialing, Bobby was just stopped and he went, <sighs> and he continued. Like he took a break in between. Almost like one of the director's notes. Like he's like, you're dialing way too fast. Can you, you need to slow down. Like you need to make sure you're dialing every number. He's like, Okay. <laughs> And Mike Lucaland's like, but wait a minute, wouldn't I be eager because it's a contest and there's only six people that can enter? Nah, just take your time, man. You're not in a hurry. Take, take your only time. Six, only five people watch this. Did you know that? Like, oh, okay. Nobody watches this piece. Nobody will see this garbage. <laughs> anyway, so Bobby finally gets through and then tells him, I can eat ice cream fast. And then that's where it ends. Okay. <laughs> So the trophy, um, like, did you see the trophy? It's like this golden ice cream scoop with like a placard that says Cartoon I, King. I think, it was like a, on, a, I think it was an ice cream scoop spray painted gold. <laughs> so I know it was like a spray painted gold ice cream scoop with a little placard that said Cartoon King for some reason. But then it was on this giant board. <laughs> like a plaque? It was like... Yeah, like this giant wooden plaque that would just seem like way, it was way bigger than it needed to be. It was like two feet long and like a foot and a half tall. <laughs> oh, no. It's like the size of a small television. Like it would look nicer if it was a much smaller plaque. You yeah, know? yeah, it wasn't even finished. It was like spray painted black or something. <laughs> but what's funny is, you know, they talk about a lick off. I think yeah. that what you and Ron used to do in high school. <laughs> Sorry, that's another mean. thing too. I feel like who has an ice cream eating contest? I feel like this wouldn't last long. Like it'd be a bunch of children with ice cream headaches after about fifteen seconds. <laughs> like go, and then we be going. Oh fuck! 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 fuck. Oh good, 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 good. You better That'd hurry be up. Great. You better go. We need to plan that. 
Let's do it for the podcast. That'd be amazing, but not kids, adults. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it. Just tell people as soon as you take a break, you're out. You can't. You have to constantly one every half second. You got to shovel ice cream in your mouth, and the first person to like stop. That's how you burst like blood vessels in your head. I think <laughs> I don't know. Or a Slurpee drinking contest That's even better. No, I think the Slurpee is what you and Ron did in high school. But um. <laughs> Scene 21 We now see the family all dressed up And leaving out of the sliding door Bobby pushes his way through the crowd And runs to the car with Mike and Carol The rest of the family, including Alice Stay behind yelling words of encouragement Bobby yells, don't worry, I'll win As they drive off in their Hmm. blue convertible Keep that in mind (laughs) In their blue convertible. Okay, that'll come back. That'll come into play later. <laughs> okay, it was like in the uh, pilot episode uh-huh. where they all the kids, the whole family, like went to this hotel, right? But Mike only had the blue convertible. I'm like, how the fuck did nine people yeah. ride yeah, in yeah. that blue convertible? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scene twenty two. It's the day of the contest, Jimmy. Well, as ooh, we know, because they just left. I want ice cream. <laughs> we see a bunch of kids lined up on a table with their moms tending to their last needs. We see the cartoon king take his mark, waiting for the camera to start, and someone brings him his scepter. As the show starts, we hear him say, Hello, boys and girls, I'm the cartoon king! And it's time for our ice cream eating contest. In the background, we see Carol trying to make it off stage without being seen, but instead of exiting to the side uh, and walking behind the camera, she tries to duck down and run across the frame, which I thought was really dumb, too. She's like, ah, eek, ah, ah, and she ducks down, which yeah. actually would have worked out because when you go back to the Cartoon King shot, it was a tight shot, and she actually would have been out of but the But she shot. wouldn't but have known that. They don't have any monitors. She wouldn't have known that. But wouldn't it have been better for her to go... To, to the right of the stage off there because she was right there with Bobby. Right. Instead, she crosses all the way to the other side where everybody else... I would just well, stay on the side with Bobby. Then instead of just, crossing off real quick and then going behind the camera, yeah, she decides to go through the shot. Like, where was the stage manager? Stage manager should have been <laughs> like, no, you need to get... We got 20 seconds left. You need to get your ass off the stage. Like, you're not supposed right. to be here. <laughs> but I would have just gone off just right there. Right behind you, just step back. Right. And you're right there with Bobby to where she can almost be like, come on, Bobby. You know, and she could hear, he could hear her like right there. Right. And it, you know, she just yeah. wanted to be seen on TV. You know, later on, she was like, did you, did you guys see me? Did you, did, did you know? <laughs> no, it was totally an accident. <laughs> the Cartoon King continues explaining that the one who finishes the ice cream first wins the big golden scoop trophy and all the ice cream you can eat for one yummy year. As Mike and Carol watch with excitement from offstage, it's now time for the contest. Cartoon King asks if the kids are ready as we cut to a shot of the entire rest of the family crowd around the TV watching from home. The Cartoon King then says, get ready, get set. Oh, hold, hold, hold it just a second. He goes on to say that where did you get those spoons? They're not allowed in the contest. He kneels next to Bobby after collecting all the spoons and says... It's no fun eating ice cream with a spoon. Bobby replies, honestly asking, how are you supposed to eat it? The Cartoon King tells him that's a good question, and that has a good answer, with your mouth. Bobby laughs at the stupid joke. Okay, 
It's time for the contest to start again. Cartoon King says, Get on your mark. Get ready. Set. Get ready. Wait. Hold it. Hold it. But just as Bobby's about to grab a handful of ice cream, he then informs the kids that they have to eat it with their hands behind their backs. The Cartoon King walks up to the line, making sure that all the kids have their hands behind their backs. Once he's satisfied, he tells them they're good to go and begins starting the contest once again with a on your mark, get ready, hands behind your back, get set, hold it just a minute. The kids are looking irritated as hell. Right are <laughs> he then admits he really did forget something this time. He then produces cans of whipped cream that he puts on all their ice cream, goes down the line, sprays, he moves down the line, putting ice cream on all their ice creams. He then runs back to the beginning of the line, asking the kids if they're ready. Which, of course, they are. They have been. <laughs> he then begins yet again. On your marks. Get ready. Your hands behind your back. Good. Get set. Go! All the kids go apeshit and start eating ice cream as we see the family watching from home reacting to how messy it is. <laughs> Cartoon King roots them on saying, get in there, let's go. What? You're like laughing, what's up? No, just the ape shit. <laughs> is that a funny line? That you was, for yeah. me? That was clever. Yeah. <clears throat> Finally, we see a hand raised, Jimmy. A hand yes. raised in victory. Yes. A hand raised in defiance of every spoon and napkin across the great land of ours. Yes. And that hand... That yes. hand belongs to yes. some other kid at the end of the line that's not Bobby. Uh, damn it. Mike and Carol look disappointed as they watch on. Bobby looks defeated as the kids at home watch this all play out. Bobby finally looks straight, sighs, and says, I lost again. Mm. Mm. Well... So that one girl, like somewhere towards the middle, the way she was mm-hmm. eating that ice cream with her hands behind her back, it looked like she was, it was like her first time lesbian experience. <laughs> <laughs> so Jan was rooting her on. <laughs> she was like, she had her face down as close as possible. And she was just going lick, lick, lick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, did you notice also, that? Go ahead. Sorry. Now, did you notice that in the very beginning when he's like ready, set, and the first time he stops him, like Bobby's totally about to start eating it without the spoon. Yeah. Like he doesn't even have a spoon in his hand. He has his face down by the ice cream. How if he doesn't know well, he, 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 a spoon he did yet? have a spoon in his right hand. He was like he, he had a spoon in his hand, but like he, he was he wasn't using it. He was about to just dive his face into it. Uh huh. Hmm. So yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Um, also, like, when he went through and he added all the whipped topping and all their ice creams, mm-hmm. like, that shit wasn't measured out. Like, how did he know he didn't give somebody yeah. more than somebody else? Like, that's, I would have been like, no, 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 you didn't measure this out. Like, right. she definitely has less whipped topping than I do. <laughs> like, now I have to I eat more than her just to win. And, and I she's also acting think, like, like a little lesbian anyway. Look at her. The first time <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> I also think, like. That kid that won, I, I kind of feel like it was kind of fat shaming a little bit. Like, I know they didn't know what that was back then, but like all the kids are like, you know, average size and everything. And of course, the kid that won is like the husky kid. It's like, come on. Like, 
Really? Like, I thought I was kind of. Well, they were like on set, you know, and they're like, and then so we're going to do the contest, and then you know, Mike Lookingland is like, so I win the contest. Like, no, you don't win. Like, I don't win. Oh, who wins? The fat kid. <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be honest though, that cartoon king was pissing me off. Why? Because when he was like, ready, set. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm like, I almost fast forward. I'm like, oh my God, this shit is stupid. Like, like well, three times. Three times. is the magic number. Right. If you do the four, four times, it's was fucking just pissing like, me oh off. My God. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> that yeah. shit was irritating as hell. Okay. Scene 23. We now see the family coming home, strangely in a station wagon, oh, when they left in a blue shit. convertible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. God, Carol says, well, that's strange. Looks like everybody's out of the house. You know, because you can tell that seeing that none of them drive. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Bobby replies saying, they probably didn't want to stay home and see a loser. <laughs> Mike sternly Mike says, goes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike goes, no, they still want to see a little pussy. No. Mike sternly <laughs> says, now that'll do, Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Suddenly, this boy's like thirty, <laughs> like sixty. Yeah. They enter the house, but all of the lights are off. They turn on the lights as Mike yells, "Is anyone home?" <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I just wrote a joke in this. It's just really funny. I can't help it. <laughs> It's the visual you get in your head with it. Anyways. Care um, to share? <laughs> no, not, I'm not even there yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> they cross through the kitchen and enter the living room where all the lights are off as well. Mike almost looks scared as he tries one last time saying, Alice. <laughs> he almost sounds like nervous. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> Just then the <clears throat> just then the lights turn on and everyone turns on a light one at a time, which I thought was kind of strange, yelling, <laughs> Surprise! Mike la- <laughs> You're wasting my laugh. What's that? I'm wasting my laugh because I'm reading your head. <sighs> Mike lets out a blood-curdling scream as he recoils and does kind of a little Irish shake for a moment. <laughs> I want that to happen so bad. <sighs> How awesome would that have been? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. God, the stupid stuff I laugh at. <sighs> Bobby walks in with confusion as everyone yells, congratulations, and puts a party hat on him. Bobby, confused, asks, don't you know I lost? Didn't you watch? Marsha, unaffected, says, we know. We watched the show. Bobby, still confused, asks, then why are you congratulating me for? Greg finally speaks up and says, well, because we got this for you. And he pulls a trophy out from behind his back and hands it to Bobby. Bobby, touched, says, for me? What for? Peter yells, well, 
Read what's on it. Bobby reads to our brother Bobby, who tries harder than anyone we know. We're proud of him. Greg, Marsha, Peter, Jan, Cindy. Peter takes it in before turning and asking, you're really proud of me? All the kids yell in agreement. Bobby looks at the trophy and exclaims, boy, this is the best trophy in the world. Cindy interrupts asking, can we start eating ice cream now before it melts? We see the table and they've made a huge bucket of ice cream for Bobby. Bobby turns and looks and says, ice cream? Yuck. Hmm. That kind of pissed me off because like he didn't he didn't eat a whole shitload of ice cream. No, there wasn't that much. So it's not like I he mean, had to obviously sit there for like 10 hours win. eating ice cream. Huh? <laughs> obviously he didn't win. Yeah, he didn't eat the whole bowl because he lost. He's like, oh, ice cream, yuck, bitch. You know you've eaten more than one bowl of ice cream in a day? <laughs> no. Now, one thing, I, like, they, okay, first of all, like, they didn't go buy him a trophy. This was a reissued, like, <laughs> bullshit ghetto-ass trophy, like, with paper just taped to yeah, it. Saying, yeah. Underneath it, it probably said, like, fucking Greg Brady, greatest fucking th- baseball player ever, you know? I think it was one of, the, I think it was one of Greg's from upstairs. I think it was yeah. that one he picked up and said Greg Brady on it. Yeah. And then they just taped a piece of paper on it that said all that on it. Like, right. what the ghetto-ass shit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, why couldn't they just go out and buy him a trophy? And uh, have him grades and all that? <clears throat> well, I guess so, because, you know, first of all, Mike and Carol are together, and they're the only ones that drive, because Alice they're can't the drive. They're the money, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Mike has all the money. <laughs> Know, you know Mike saw that ice cream and got pissed. He said, you better get your melodramatic little ass over there and eat that ice cream. That shit ain't going to waste. <laughs> <laughs> take what you want, but you what you take. Exactly. We're waste food around here. here. Eat it. <laughs> Scene 24. Mike and Carol are sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee. Shockingly. Carol <laughs> proudly says, well, we managed to survive another crisis. Because, you know, Carol helped <laughs> by making everything work. <laughs> Mike adds, that should take care of all the trophies around here for a while. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't want to see another kid succeed in anything for a while. (laughs) Alice then walks up proudly and a little shy, carrying a trophy. She says, there's one more I'd like to add to the household collection, Mr. Brady. Mike compliments her, telling her how nice it is, asking where she won it. Alice proudly says, high school. Carol takes a look at it. And reads, Westdale High School, 19... I can't make out the date. Alice acknowledges, saying, I know, it was easier before I used steel wool on it. Mike then continues reading it, saying, Alice Nelson, first place, modern dance contest. Carol, impressed, asked why Alice had never told them she was such a good dancer. Alice admits she didn't know it herself. You'd be surprised the moves you make... When the elastic breaks in your gym bloomers. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I, oh. <laughs> I'm surprised that Alice didn't show the trophy off to Bobby. Like, look, Bobby, even I have one, too. <laughs> and then Bobby's like, oh, God, even the maid has one. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Why is she so embarrassed about, like, the date she was in high school? First of all, she's not that old. And it's yeah. Mike and Carol, too. So it's like. 
you know, like if I had something from high school, it'd say like 1993 on it, whatever. Like I wouldn't be embarrassed to say that around you and Megan or, you know, it's like, <laughs> or like Ron and his wife or even somebody a little bit younger, you know, right? they'd be like 1993. What? Wow. They had trophies you know, back then. You yeah. know, what's crazy is <clears throat> at the time this was filmed. Yeah. It wouldn't have been ridiculous to meet somebody that, like, when they were a kid, they remember when it turned 1900. Yeah. I don't know. That just fascinates me for some reason. Yeah, grandparents at the time, this was the 70s, so if they were 10 years old, like, born in 1890. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they would have been, like, in their 80s or whatever, then you can be like, Grandpa, do you remember the 1800s? They're like, yeah, I could tell you about the 1800s. Yeah. And well, it's like I tell them about the 1800s. I saw a TV interview with a guy that was in the theater when Lincoln got shot. And it just yeah. fascinated me. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, he was there and he's on television. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, back then they used to have, like, surviving people, still survivors yeah. from, like, like uh, the fucking Civil War and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Civil War survivors still, and they're all, like, super old. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> So that is the end of the episode. All right. Yes. All right. So that was an interesting one. That was that was a lot of scenes, a lot of separate scenes. <clears throat> yeah, that was a lot. I mean, we're at twenty-four. That might be a record. It was really weird to like how long it took just to get to the ice cream contest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we went through a lot more. Like remember last week when we read the synopsis, you know, kind of teasing for this episode. It says. You know, it could be a televised ice cream eating contest to get his yeah, trophy. Yeah. That's how they teased it. You know, it's like, but I mean, that that didn't even happen until almost like it was the second half of the, yeah. the it episode. It was like seven like, minutes left when you even found out about it. Yeah. Like it was just, I don't know, it just seemed odd. And like, it was kind of strange because Mike is like, <clears throat> he's like, just pick something and stick to it. And Bobby's like, I got you. And in the next 30 seconds, he's tried like four different sports and been like, fuck this game every single time. Like, he didn't take any of Mike's advice whatsoever. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think that should have been played into. I think at the end of it, when they bring it back around, I think they should have had that talk like they always do, like ding, 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 where they're all talking about it and stuff. Yeah. I think Mike should have been like, well, you know, if you would have took my fucking advice... You know, you may have gotten a trophy, but instead you want to be a little bitch and complain. Fuck this game after 30 seconds, you know. Yeah, maybe you don't deserve a trophy. How about that? Maybe he deserves a trophy in quitting. Hmm. <laughs> You've done that more than anybody else I know. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> it's like, but the trophy's only half built. That's right. I quit in the middle of making it. Hmm. See how that works? <laughs> Shitty trophy, yeah. All right, so I got an email to read to you, Jim. Uh-oh. And speaking of Jim, this guy's name is Jim, too. It's Jim Larison, which we've actually heard from him before. Um, I wonder if he knows the secret handshake. Only us us Jims know about it. (laughs) Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No wonder I didn't know. Yep. Yeah, us tax, we have one, too. I just haven't made it up yet, but I will. (laughs) All right, so this is from Jim Larison, um, our good old pal, friend of the show. Nice. He says, uh, the show has been so great this season. Nice. The new co-host you have is so, 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 so much better than the people you had in the first season. 
That's so fucked up. <laughs> what? That's so fucked up because like people at home are like, oh wait a minute, wait, a minute. I was on season one. Like wait a minute, this is one person's opinion. No, I know, I know. Though I I've kidding. been a huge fan from the first episode, and I've listened to every one of your shows. Nice. I really think you guys are killing it. Love it. I look forward to the show every week. It makes my week. It helps me during rough times. That's cool. Yeah, <coughs> that is cool. He even talked about um, how he listened to our latest episode, and he actually listened to it twice. So that's wow, neat. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm so glad thanks, we could help you in your. Uh, what's that? Oh, I was going to say, Jim is also helping us out in because we had you and I have been talking about a, a project possibly coming. Oh up yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, yeah, doing. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to be assisting in that as far as like giving us some files. Oh, awesome! So, good, good, good. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, uh, Jim. I'm glad we we could help you through you know times that aren't as happy. <clears throat> That's always you know a good thing. Yeah, we're if all we can going help through out. that this year, but oh, exactly, some people yeah. have it worse than others. But I, which I totally get. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So cool. Well, that's good. That's nice to hear. Appreciate it. Yeah. So if you guys uh, ha- want to send us an email, you can send it to a very Brady podcast at gmail.com and let us know what's on your mind. And if you ever don't want us to read it, just simply say don't read on air. We won't. <coughs> yeah. You know, unless it's, you know, funny. Otherwise, we up. will. And we'll yeah. embarrass you just like we did Jim. <laughs> yeah. At the end of no, Jim's, I was actually, like, please I don't read Jim, this. What's that? No, I asked him uh, every email I read or anything I read on. I always ask them if I can read it. So, and also I, I feel like I need to say this. Yeah, I, I didn't read. I didn't write that. <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> it's like from Jim, quote unquote. <laughs> that yeah. new guy is awesome. <laughs> like, I didn't write that. Like, just I know people right. out there thinking no, it's that. from from an actual listener. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So that's good. We're getting a lot of like good positive reviews on you, Jimmy. It was good uh, bringing you on board. I was even noticing too, just on the episodes, because you were on like however many episodes left in the first season, like like, four or five or something, something like that. But I always noticed looking at those numbers, the numbers of downloads for (laughs) your episode was always higher than everybody else's. Not putting down any of my guests that I had because I had fantastic guests. Oh, you had great guests. I had a blast with. Um, What was your favorite? Jimmy, they're like my children. I love them all the same. Well, which one was your least favorite? <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that. Melissa, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you want to tell them what's going to be happening on the next episode? <clears throat> sure. On the next episode, season two, episode 22, Double Parked. The Brady's fight to save Woodland Park from closing to make way for a new building. But Mike's firm gets the project... And he's in charge of the plans for the new building. Ooh. And Mr. Phillips delivers the family an ultimatum. Oh, snap. I think that's like a quiche, right? I want to say it's some sort of a chicken gravy. So maybe something like that, yeah. But that's yeah. nice that it, I mean, at least he's not asking Alice to cook. Sounds like he's no. uh, delivering it <gasps> himself. Nice. Well, at least he's giving him an ultimatum and not like giving him some kind of choice, like do it or like lose your job or something. Yeah, right. You know? That would be, be really messed bad. up, Mr. Phillips to do that. I mean, yeah, how are they? Would, you know, he's got the boat. You know, it's like, either do this pissed. or you walk the plank. What? <laughs> Maybe he's still pissed about Carol bragging on his boat. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you either get this done or you're fucking fired, Brady. You got that? How do you like my boat now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, that shitty boat that he has. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, that was a fun episode. It was. All right. So we did have fun here today. And just so you know, don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist. We're not sexist. We're not anything ist. No. Except hottest. We are the hottest. We are the yes. hottest. You guys can't see us, but let me tell you, we are the hottest podcasters that you've ever not seen. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Of course, you yes. can see us if you go to our website, which is a very Brady podcast. Well, no, com, don't, don't or check out our Instagram. See. Oh, yeah. If you go to our Instagram as well, we we never push the Instagram, but we need to do it. We don't uh, know. We are on Instagram. Follow us there. And, uh, I don't post on there as much as I should, but today I just did a Instagram story just before we recorded. So go check that out. Of course, course it won't be there by the time they see it because those only last 24 hours. But I'm going to start doing them more often, and Jimmy, you should do them more often as well. Okay. Just kind of keep people engaged. Just tell them whatever. It's like 15 seconds. Just be like, you know, hey. I had to post the semen joke. It's just funny. (laughs) That was funny. Because I had you, like, you thought about it for a second, like, what? Why are women more fertile under... No, that was, that was a great joke, and yeah. it was, wasn't even scripted, it was, that nope. was improv. Good on you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we ramble on enough. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, that will be it, correct? So I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on, on another Sunshine sun- Day. Oh, oh, sorry. You just got to say and you we, want me to see it. Say it. <laughs> and we will see you on another, another sunshine, sunshine day. day. Bye. Are we supposed to say it at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> it's whatever we want to do. Oh, okay. All right. We're done. <laughs> All right. We're leaving. Bye, Jimmy. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.